The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 14th of May, 2022. I'm your host, Bad Billy, and I've got a great show lined up for you as I normally do. Yes, indeed. In the first hour, you're going to hear a conversation that I had with Nick Palma. Now, he is a guitarist out of New York, and um, he's just released a few... uh, Singles, of course, they're instrumental singles, uh, rock instrumental, I should say. And uh, this this young man, let me tell you what a talented guitarist he is. Wow. Very impressed uh, to hear with the music that he has recently put out. In the second hour, since the primary elections are coming up here in Idaho, I'm speaking with my good buddy Mike Miller welcoming him back to the show because, yeah, his big day is coming up on Tuesday, and so we talk about that. And in the third hour, I'm with the icon Stephen James for the Steve Solution, and uh, we're discussing one of the most controversial subjects pretty much in the country, maybe uh, worldwide. Before I get to that, I want to go ahead and cue the first song of the show. This is Lanterns by Nick Palma. And I'll be back with a conversation with Nick right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Here's a tip. Never ask a woman what's wrong. And never not ask her either. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Your voice is the strongest weapon. What you believe is the source. The power to speak out has the power to reach out. Freedom of speech gives you the right to express yourself. Without freedom of speech, there is little freedom at all. It is your right to stand up for what you believe in and to take action. Through speech, media, or social groups, you can make a difference. How will you make an impact with freedom of speech? This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliated with My Patriot Supply. Are you prepared for the next unplanned emergency? As we speak, inflation is rising and the grocery store shelves are stocked less and less every day. The time to prepare is now. Go to www.outlawradioabs.com, visit the store section, and click on the My Patriot Supply banner and purchase yourself some buckets of delicious gourmet food with a 25-year shelf life. You can also purchase other essential supplies you can use during times of unplanned emergencies. Supplies such as the Alexa Pure water filtration system, first aid and medical supplies, solar power supplies, and much more. Again, go to www.outlawradioabs.com. Visit the store section and click on the My Patriot Supply banner. Don't be left in the dark. Get yourself and your family prepared for the next unplanned emergency today. I'm Neil, 
And you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard the latest from Nick Palma that was called Lanterns. And it is my pleasure to welcome Nick to Outlaw Radio. Nick, how you doing, brother? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Good to have you here. Thank you so much for joining the show. So, of course. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Yes. So for those who are not familiar with Nick Palma, why don't you uh, give a little background, tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, recently, within the past year, I decided to start a solo career as an instrumentalist, guitarist mainly. Um, prior to that, I was in a band for many years that I started as a teenager and we got pretty far, but things fell apart pretty unexpectedly and kind of crashed and burned. And so instead of, you know, just sitting around being depressed about it or just being done with music, I decided to take this path for now. Well, I can only imagine that, uh, COVID probably set you back a great deal there. That was another factor for sure. Um, it was honestly just a lot of things that were going against our favor at the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It seemed like the whole world shut down a couple of years ago, but we're starting to see things brighten back up. Then again, I'm hearing new cases are popping up. So who, who knew, who really knows which way it's turning, but I don't, uh, fingers crossed, I really don't see us going back to the way we were for the past two years. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's about time. I don't think it'll ever be as bad as it was at first, but I don't know. I also feel like most people are kind of, I don't know, like you can't stop living, you know? You know, it's it, it's uh, funny you say that because, you know, it was it was in 2020 almost two years ago when uh, right here in uh, the area I live in where they got the Highway 30 Music Fest going, um, I don't know how uh, the promoter Gordy pulled it off, but uh, he managed to do it. And, and that was uh, right in the middle of all of it. And uh, and he said, um, you know, I, I don't want to exist. I want to live. And, uh, yeah, it's time to start living again for sure. It's past time. Yeah, ex Exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, as long as you're, you're careful and you take care of yourself, I mean, what else can you really do? Well, and I've said it before about that, uh, that music festival too, uh, zero confirmed cases after the whole thing was done. Yeah. I mean, you never know anyway, at the end of the day. <laughs> so I ended up catching COVID know. two months later after that anyway. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, you never know. So you might as well just keep living your life. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, I was watching the video for Lanterns, and uh, I find it quite interesting too. I mean, uh, you know, in the past, you've had great guitarists like Eddie Van Halen is probably the prime example who would uh, so often hide his techniques with his finger tapping and things like that, you know, or he'd turn his back to the crowd during during a major solo. That video there, uh, you're not hiding anything you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it comes to the 
to the music videos that I do, since it's instrumental, I feel like the, the visual aspect has to really be on point. And so we put a lot of thought and effort into the music videos when we shoot them, and I'm really happy with the way this one came out. Yes, yes. Now, reading your bio, of course, uh, you're you're influenced by the greats like uh, Slash, uh, Jimmy Page, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Dimebag. Yeah, I mean, who? But out of all those, uh, who do you think you listen to and watch the most? As a when I was growing up as a teenager, and I really started to get serious about guitar, my number one guy was Sinister Gates from Avenged Sevenfold, and. Uh, as a teenager, I was just so into that band, mainly because of the guitar. And to this day, everything he does still impresses me. And of course, all those other guys were huge on my playing too. But if I had to pick just one, it would definitely be him. Yes, yes. So is it safe to assume that uh, you, you listen to those like I've mentioned and a few others too, and uh, basically you've taken examples from them and basically molded your own style or, or is that something you're still working on or how would you best explain that yeah i mean definitely i feel like you're always gonna my first guitar teacher when i was younger he told me something that i i always remembered he was like you're, you're always gonna sound like what you listen to and whether it's intentional or not i definitely believe that and um yeah, like, totally. The players I look up to, I try to incorporate what I like about their playing into my own. And at the same time, like you said, though, I feel like it's kind of a never-ending journey. Like, I don't think I'm there yet. You know, like, I'm always going to try to add new things if I hear something that I think is cool. And, you know, it's just, I feel like it's a lifelong endeavor. Yes, yes, indeed. It, it most definitely is, too. Now, of course, uh, most of them uh, th that I've mentioned, of course, are within the rock and metal era, but have you also looked into other genres, too? Like, one of my all-time favorites is Jimmy, or excuse me, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, uh... I, yeah, yeah. It's funny you mention him, because my first guitar teacher ever was a blues player. So that's kind of what I started learning from the very beginning. And that was his favorite player too. So, um, players like that were definitely huge on me growing up. And I still have like, I really respect that whole genre. And I do listen to it sometimes too. Like Joe Bonamassa, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Gary Clark Jr. is really cool. So I do listen to guys like that too. Yeah, another one too uh, that I really like and is oh he's I can't believe it's been twenty years uh, since I first heard him, uh, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. You know, you know when he broke out in the scene, he was only eighteen years old and and uh, pretty much sure. had that had that same uh, blues style too. And uh, I, actually, the first time I saw him was on Austin City Limits, and I'm like, who is this kid? Why haven't I heard him heard of him before? You know. And uh, yeah. sure, yeah, and and so much of rock and metal really derives from from the blues, so it's kind of inevitable. I feel like you know if the, those two genres are going to meet, whether it's in a big way or a way that you barely notice at at some point. Oh yeah, and it, I mean, 
even even hip hop too, I think uh, kind of has its blues roots as well. Um, um, whether it's the uh, Texas style or it's the Chicago style, uh, blues is something I've really, really looked into in the past, and, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's amazing. But uh, also, uh, in any other genres, have you looked at any country artists or any southern rock artists or any of them, and you, and you've been impressed with their styles as well? Um, I'm not big on country. One of my favorite guitar players outside of rock and metal, though, is John Mayer. I don't know if you want to. I consider him a blues player. I know some people call him pop, but I think he's a phenomenal guitarist. Yes, yes, he most definitely is for sure. And then, of course, given today's modern era, besides yourself, who do you think you're most impressed with? Oh man. Uh, definitely still all of the early influences. Um, but nowadays I feel like, I feel like there's a, something that happens with players where, you know, there was a point in our lives where we all practiced eight hours a day, every day. And I feel like you get to a level where you either keep doing that and you become like a machine, which is awesome. Or, what I've noticed from myself and I've seen other people agree on the same thing is you kind of take all that time you used to put into practicing your, your chops and put it towards songwriting. Yes. Because to me at the end of the day, like you can impress people all you want, but I feel like writing a good song is way harder. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know for some people, it's different for you as an instrumentalist. I can, um, you know, I, I think that that's only a realm that uh, you know and others that do it. I I can't begin to describe it myself because I'm not even in that realm, especially when it comes to writing music or uh, you know putting together a bunch of chords. You know, I mean, it's easy to come to write a poem and and you know make lyrics out of that, but uh, making the music that can be. I think that can be tougher. Yeah. And it's actually kind of funny because before I decided to do this and, and, you know, start my solo career, I rarely ever listened to instrumental music. I always, like I did sometimes and I always had a ton of respect for it, but it wasn't ever something that would be my go-to to listen to on my own time. And now I definitely feel different about it after writing a full album like that and seeing how challenging it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's not easy because I was used to writing songs and leaving room for the vocals and, you know, know when you're putting too much in one spot and when to leave enough space. And with this album, it's, it's not out yet, but soon. And, and I do have three songs released so far, but with this album, it was, very challenging to write every song with guitar pretty much start to finish and keep it interesting the whole time. But at the end of the day, when the work is done, the rewards come in and that's got to feel good. I'm very proud. Me and my drummer, Alec, he was in my last band with me. Um, and he's in me in this with me now. Um, we're very proud of how everything came out. 
And it is a great feeling, like you said, because it took a long time. It took a lot of hours and I couldn't be happier with it. Yes. Yes. Now I have to ask you, I mean, obviously, um, you know, and with, uh, great guitar players, uh, we've seen them do all kinds of different things. Of course, uh, Jimmy Page used a violin bow. Um, obviously there are many a guitarist, whether they be blues or they, they be in rock and metal, they use a slide. Do you, uh, do you use, uh, any, anything on the side like that? Um, I haven't used anything like that for this album. Uh, something I did use, which is a pedal, but it is kind of, it's a little funky and I really like it in certain situations is the whammy pedal. It's like a, it's a pitch shifter. So you can get some really crazy sounds out of that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. So, uh, now that the album is released and, uh, the gigs are coming back, uh, what's, what's in your upcoming agenda? Well, the album, the full album isn't out yet. Lanterns was just a single. I'm probably going to do one more single before I release the full album. But after that, um, I hope I can start playing some live shows again. It's been a long time and it would be a lot of fun to perform these songs live too long i'd say I mean, I, when was your last gig exactly the last show i played was august 2019 right before covid we played blue ridge rock fest in virginia it was the biggest show we ever played i think it was 12 or fifteen thousand people it was a blast and I, if you told me back then that that was going to be the last time I would be on stage for years, I would not have believed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, nobody foresaw uh, COVID coming, that's for sure, and definitely nobody. Yeah. I don't think anybody could predict the lockdowns and everything that had happened, too. And yeah, for sure. Now, uh, you're, you're out of uh, the New York area, right? Yep. Now... Obviously, uh, t times have, have really changed. I mean, back in the uh, 70s to, to the 90s, pretty much, even up through the 2000s, if you, wanted to, if you wanted to make yourself big, if you wanted recognition, um, you know, obviously uh, you'd have to put together demos and you'd have to travel to places like uh, New York or Los Angeles. Um, now all you need is Adobe Audition and uh, and a good computer and a clear sounding MP3. That's that's going to go around even if uh, not ever not everybody's around. But uh, uh, living in New York, obviously heavily populated area and all that, uh, uh, getting started uh, was it a challenge for you to get gigs going? Yeah, well, when when I was younger with the band, we would definitely do the whole thing where, you know, you just play any show you can take. And 99% of the time, I would say it's not worth it. I, unfortunately, you know, like you said, it's not the 80s anymore. And more and every single day, it's shifting more and more towards everything is about the internet. So you can you can get yourself a decent recording and put it on the internet and you know, you, you do need to know what you're doing, but 
I wouldn't say it's easier because you don't have to go out and play those shows that aren't worth it anymore, but because it does have a whole new set of challenges, but it's just very different. Like you said, like if, if <clears throat> I had to do everything over again, I would have done things very differently from how we did it when I was 18, 19. Yeah. I mean, one of the most ridiculous things I think I heard uh, over the past uh, couple of years too was uh, somebody saying they were going to attend a concert and they turn on a, a specific YouTube channel. I mean, how is that any different than seeing it on TV? I mean, you're not going to get the uh, energy or the vibes or any of that that you're going to get from a live show from doing yeah, that. Yeah, those, those became a big thing during all the lockdowns. And I, I agree with you. It's never going to be the same. But I guess during, you know, given the circumstances at the time, it was kind of like, it's either this or nothing. So, I mean, I respect, you know, trying to make something happen instead of everybody just sitting home. But at the same time, I totally agree. It's never going to be the same. And it is literally watching it on TV. It's the same exact thing. Well, it's a, it's not so much that, too. It's just that uh, a lot of the younger generation, too, that was their idea of going to a concert. Was, you know, the, as if this is what's what the future's going to be. And I'm like, this can't be the end of live gigs, and you're, you're not going to get this get that experience at all. I mean, even, even if you go to a dirty dive bar out in the middle of nowhere that has a live band playing, you just... St- that is so much better than seeing it on, on TV or on the internet, you know? I mean, that, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And again, just the way things are going, I don't know what it's going to be like in a couple of years. Now we have apps like TikTok where they're like 30, 20, 30 second clips and kids are writing songs and they think a 30 second audio clip is a full song. <laughs> I I just, I don't know. I really hope that songwriting, I feel like songwriting is an art form and I really hope it doesn't go away in the future. I don't foresee songwriting going away. In fact, uh, (laughs) no, not totally, but you know, with these apps and and the way things come and go, I don't know. Like I said, it's very weird that there are younger kids who think that a 30 second audio recording is a full song <laughs> you know what else too is uh I, i've got an old cd from a punk band that's been long forgotten and most of their songs are very short but they're all over a minute maybe they're a minute 30 yeah. the, uh, the longest ones about uh longest track is probably about uh, three to four minutes but the rest of it you know they're like uh, one and a half to two minutes, and still that's a lot more than a 30-second clip. I know, yeah. But, you know, you're, ne- you're never going to change how things like that go, so you just kind of have to adapt to it. I'm not saying I'm going to write 30-second songs ever, but, you know, you do have to see what's popular and what's going to work these days and what's not and try to make it work for yourself somehow. <laughs> oh, but... Uh... At least some of the old, the uh, older generation are still passing it on to their kids, of that, and that's gonna that's gonna yeah. be passed on to to the next generation too. So it it's not gonna fully die out. That's for sure. 
No, it, it 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 will never totally go away, but who knows what the the main population is going to view as a song in 10 years or who knows, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes indeed. So um so so now um you know 2022 we're about halfway through this year. My god, can you believe it? Um you know, and and things are looking up. Um, so with with the new with the new album you have out, uh, are you pretty much kind of teasing it with one single at a time, or is there going to be a full release within the next few months, or how how do you plan on doing that? Yeah, I have been teasing it one single at a time, but um, the plan is to do one more with the music video, and then after that, the full album will be released. So. It's going to end up being a total of four singles, and then all those songs will be on the album with an additional six more that nobody's heard yet. All right. Now I got to. This is a question I've actually not asked for a while on this show, but uh, this uh, comes from my former co-host, and I I keep that alive for him as much as I can. Well, let's say that Nick Palma makes it big, and you're going to go on a big nationwide tour, going coast to coast, maybe some into Canada, some into Mexico, maybe even travel globally a bit, COVID forbid. But <laughs> you have three opening slots of bands or musicians you'd like to have open for you. Who do you pick? And it could be anybody past or present. Open for me? Wow. <laughs> yes. You got to think, uh, you got to think it though, like uh, you like yeah you just hit the charts and you're going big so yeah well i guess since we already talked about my favorite player i would say avenge sevenfold um it would be very cool to share the stage with him uh maybe pantera would be another one. Oh hell yeah if if we could bring dimebag back and then uh, I don't know if we're getting ridiculous. Maybe maybe Guns and Roses. <laughs> there you that's, go. That's a pretty that's a pretty amazing lineup, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I got to tell you, it's '97 uh, when uh, Pantera came to the Boise area, and I was fortunate enough to see them and uh, have the have this one girl uh, sit up on my shoulders and lift up her shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish I got to see them live. Oh man, it it was an experience. I'll tell you that it was it was fantastic. I'm sure it was. I know they've talked about a reunion for a long time, but I wish I got to see the actual band. Yeah, it's well with both Vinny and Dimebag gone. It's like, I mean, I know like, you can't even really do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, because. I mean, because uh, Dimebag was the heart and soul and the, the backbone of the whole band. It's like, um, you know, I'd, it's it's not like, um, you know, with other bands like uh, Lane Staley, uh, you know, finding somebody to fill his shoes, which um, unfortunately a lot of people haven't been able to uh, accept uh, William Defoe. Uh, but but still, they they managed to do it. I just don't see how Pantera would do it. So 
Yeah, well, back when Vinny was still alive, the I, I think the general consensus was the only guy that people would accept to do it would be Zach Wild. But like you said, now that they're both gone, I don't <laughs> think you could really even have that conversation anymore. And not only that, too, with Philip and Selmo not being one of the most liked people in the world of rock and metal. <laughs> it's, That's true. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'd say that it's a, it's a wonderful idea, but it's a lost cause. Yeah, unfortunately it is. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, now... To, just looking into the future, obviously gigs are going to be coming back, but uh, have you signed um, to go on any tours or book any any gigs or anything uh, coming up here within uh, between now and the end of the year? Not yet. Nothing is booked yet, but um, I have been thinking about it for sure. I really, really miss playing live. Like I said, it's been a long time since my last show. So it has been on my mind, and hopefully soon we'll, I'll have something booked. All right. Now just a couple more questions here, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, sure. One of my favorite questions, just because of the crazy fucked up answers I get from this question. <laughs> but oh, boy. This do, now, this doesn't matter if you've, you're playing some dirty dive bar, some shithole out in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky. That holds a maximum capacity of 25 people if you're lucky. Or you've booked out Madison Square Garden. What is the craziest thing you think you've witnessed while performing on stage? That's a tough one. (laughs) Because you've seen a lot. (laughs) I'm going to, I don't know. There might be something crazier that I'm just not remembering at the moment, but that festival that I was talking about earlier, it was about 95 degrees that day, Uh blazing heat. And in the crowd, the middle of the crowd was just some dude in a dinosaur costume (laughs) going crazy, probably sweating his ass off. (laughs) Wow. I almost passed out and I was wearing a sleeveless shirt and, you know, staying hydrated. I, I couldn't imagine what that guy felt like. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I don't even want to imagine just kind of going back to, uh, Mad Max beyond the Thunderdome where he had to put that big old mask <laughs> on in the middle of the desert. Yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. <laughs> Respect to that guy for, you know, going for it, but I would not have been able to do that. <laughs> I hell I lived in Las Vegas for five years and I felt some intense heat. So (laughs) yeah. All right. Final question. Let's say a bunch of kids ages 15 to early twenties approach you and tell you that they're going to start a band. They want to break into the music business. What advice do you think you give them? Oh man. Um, Okay. Be very selective with your band members. You could have the best players in the world, but if personalities don't mesh or if somebody's just generally not the greatest person, it's never going to work out. Um, 
like we were talking about before, don't go out and play shows that aren't going to be worth it. Don't go out until there's a demand for you. Keep building and building on the internet and build a team around you because you're going to make mistakes. There's going to be a ton of trial and error, but there's no substitute for experience. So that's what I would say to keep it short. All right. I like that answer. <laughs> well, that's all the questions I have for you, Nick. I, once again, I want to thank you very much for joining the show. And uh, before we uh, hit the upcoming music set where I'm going to play a couple more of your songs, uh, why don't uh, you go ahead and give yourself a plug and tell the listeners where they can find Nick Palmer. You know, you got uh, websites, social media, you know, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good shit. Yeah, well, everything, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Everything is just my name. All social media, YouTube, Spotify, just Nick Palmer. All right. Well, hey, once again, thank you so much for joining the show. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you're going to you're gonna be back out uh, on the road and uh, be hitting some stages. And if you happen to ever come out west, especially, uh, you know, uh, Boise area or even Salt Lake City, you got to let me know. Yeah, for sure. Thank you again for having me. This was a fun conversation, and I, I really appreciate you. Absolutely. And a big shout out to... Once again, to Sean O'Donnell for uh, definitely uh, making this possible. Yes, she's very awesome. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, hey, it's been great talking to you. You take care. All right, you too. Have a good one. You too. And there you have the conversation with Nick Palma. Now it's time to go to the first music set of the show. And uh, normally... Uh, for the uh, featured artist that I had just interviewed, I'd have three more of their songs in the set, but uh, because Nick has only released three singles, uh, he'll only be featured twice in the set. So first up, we got a new track from Dusty Lee, be followed by Nick Palma, of course, and we got uh, New Breed, another one from Nick Palma, and... The Low Down Drifters. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
Life as an executive is spent on a corporate treadmill. Why work out on one? Channel your rage into something positive at the Queensberry Boxing Club. After all those meetings where you've restrained yourself from smashing another doofus with an MBA in the face, now you can take up the noble sport of yuppie boxing. Take out your aggression and harken back to a simpler time when a man like you would have fought with his fists, not his legal team. It's artificial and controlled masculine posturing, just like the rest of your life. Plus, there's something invigorating and uniquely manly about giving another yuppie brain damage. Come by the Queensbury Boxing Club and find Find out how the fight game can bring out the ultimate player in you.
I'm your Huckleberry.
climb ahead, I promise myself I will reach it. But every night I lay down, I gotta fight away these demons. Gotta find a way to escape the pain from the life that I've been leading. And I know somebody can feel my pain, that's really the whole reason. After everything I've been through, I'm still alive and breathing. Believing in myself, and now I see myself achieving. They told me that I couldn't, but I just kept pushing. Smile on my face, cause I knew that they was looking. Tell me who you talking about. Anybody that doubted me, everybody that hated me. And that's most of the people that surrounded me I made up my mind I don't accept apologies And I don't forget anybody that think they gon' disrespect If you got something to say, get it off your chest Don't hold your breath, don't bite your tongue I'm old school, but the night is young <laughs> Tell me how you really feel I feel like the weight of the world Been lifted off my shoulders I feel like I've been at war, coming home a soldier And even though I lost it all I gained so much knowledge I will never lose my way again And this right here, I can promise How do you plan to achieve this? It's easy. Never follow nobody. Blaze your own trail. When everybody fake, stay true to yourself. And if you do this, you're sure to prevail. Otherwise, you fail. Then life becomes hell. Right, hey, 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 hey. Let's do it. Let's do it.
Fifty miles from town and the needles on empty Let her coast to the side of the road There's nothing around, just a memory in me In that West Texas sun hanging low I just threw my damn keys to the floor
is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. Mike Lindell is a true patriot who loves America, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code OUTLAW for all Mike's great discounts. Or call 1-800-652-3982. And remember to use promo code OUTLAW. 
And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 nanograms package to the Platinum 300,000 nanograms package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number two, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. Yo, baby, you have your ass only by fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit. Fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit. The shit. Fuck shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and Neutronics, IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard the low-down drifters with Red Rock. Before that, Nick Palma with The World Ends With You. Before that, New Breed with Kindness for Weakness. Before that, Nick Palma with We'll Never Know. And starting off the whole set, brand new track from Dusty Lee with Angry Right Now. Yes, indeed. Moving right along in just a little bit, you're going to hear a conversation that I had with Mike Miller. Yes, bringing my buddy back because uh, the midterm elections are coming up. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're going to... This is not going to be the last time that uh, he's on the show, but uh, hopefully the next time we hear from him, uh, we'll be hearing that uh, he won the midterm and and he's off to the general election where it really counts. All right, before I get to any of that, it is time to reveal the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. And the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is a woman named April Barrow of Fayetteville, Georgia. Now, this is interesting. And we got uh, the time. I'm going to go ahead and read the article to you. Police have arrested a woman they say stripped and urinated on the floor of a Fayetteville Walmart after going on a profanity-laced tirade through the store and and hitting an employee, according to the citizen. Police said April Bauer, excuse me, April Barrow, 40, was searching for prophylactics on April 29th and around 6.30 a.m. when she started cursing at employees and throwing things at them. Witnesses then said she punched an employee. <laughs> A witness slash employee told police Barrow allegedly struck her multiple times in the arm with a closed fist, police said. 
Witnesses reported to police that Barrow took her clothes off and urinated on the floor. Police escorted her from the building. Barrow was putting her clothes back on when the police arrived. Wow. She is charged with two counts of simple battery, public indecency, and disorderly conduct. What can you say to that? Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, she's searching for prophylactics, and I got to tell you, uh, this woman is another one who's... Uh, well, not much to look at. <laughs> uh, not that great. and Not very pretty. And obviously insane. You take a, take a good look at her, take a look at her mugshot. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough on that. It is time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. Here we go. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. Uh, once again, I want to welcome back Michael Miller. What's going on, brother? Nothing, man. Nothing. Just uh, glad you're glad you have me on one last time before before the uh, election on Tuesday, and you know, just hitting it hard every day. Yes, yes. So Tuesday, the big day. Feel the pressure. Um, I, I don't know if I feel the pressure. I mean, we're working super, super hard and, you know, I'm enjoying every minute of it, but we're definitely out there working, working super hard. And, uh, we'll see late Tuesday night, um, you know, where, where it all ends up at. Now, what can you tell me about, uh, your opponent that you, that you're going up against? Well, I'm, I'm running against two different opponents and, you know, the biggest thing for me is, I mean, they're all right guys, but at the end of the day, I don't think that they bring the fight um, or the passion or what I would like to see going on. I mean, one of them uh, is a city council currently, uh, city council member currently, and was uh, instrumental in revoking business licenses um, for businesses in the city of Caldwell. Uh, the other individual, he was elected to the school board after a year, quit, said it, uh, that he couldn't get anything done, that it wasn't worth his time and talent. Uh, I also hear that he was uh, a city council member back in the day and was recalled. And so it's like we got people that have been in forever that I don't think are doing any good or people that keep on running. And, you know, this is my first time running for any kind of elected office. And I just, you know, I want to make freedom great again so yes yes indeed well uh hopefully uh the people of uh, caldwell can uh, definitely see that and put that in your favor as you know may maybe it's it's time for a change it's time for something new and uh 
these two guys you're going up against, um, you know, one of them, one of them has accomplished nothing. I mean, I'm not trying to badmouth the guys, but from what you say, one of them's basically accomplished nothing. The other ones helped uh, revoke business licenses, which uh, you were one of the, your biggest things as a part of your campaign is uh, trying to make sure that small business owners get their business licenses back. And, you know, and then also um, you also recently put out a video challenging them uh, to see how pro 2A they are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I love shooting. I shoot all the time. I've, I was a firearms uh, instructor for the state of Idaho for the post Academy. So training, you know, other law enforcement, sheriffs, uh, police on, you know, uh, AR style rifles, uh, patrol rifles, shotguns, pistols, things of that nature. And so, yeah, I've, you know, all my, all my kids shoot, my wife shoots and hunts. We all, we all shoot and hunt. And so, yeah, I, I mean, there's no question in my mind how pro two a I am. And you have a lot of candidates out there saying, Hey, you know, I'm pro two a and this and that. And so I, you know, kind of put my, uh, you know, trying to walk the walk and did a video of, you know, splitting a car to 21 feet. And I mean, you know, all about that. So it's, you know, yeah, most definitely. I mean, hell, it's almost as if uh, this last winter, um, you know, when I was looking to to buy to buy myself a new pistol, you wanted to step in and made sure I bought the right pistol too. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. As a matter of fact, I got to say, and I'll say it here on the air. I don't care. I just got I just got the thing cleaned and. Uh, uh, Wow! Once I I got it back from the gunsmith, uh, didn't look like the same weapon. It's <laughs> <laughs> like like it had a new, almost like you know you take in a, take in a table and they put they put a new coat of finish or paint on it. That's what it kind of looks like now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, one other thing too. Uh, the other reason uh, why I mean not, of course we got. Uh, the primary elections coming up, but uh, also wanted to make an announcement too that uh, you and I we're uh, starting our own organization. Uh, we're bearded men who love this country, and so we are starting the Bearded Patriots. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. I, I I love it. I can't wait to uh, the the uh, logo and stuff that you came out with. Like it looks super super awesome. Oh yeah, of course, uh, Quentin Middleton. He's the he's the man behind that work. Um, mm. I mean, I I go for as much American made stuff as I can. Qu Quentin Middleton, a South African, uh, he he does one of the best jobs I've ever seen in uh, graphic arts. So yeah, I, I usually hire him to do that stuff. And uh, yeah, he does he does awesome work. Yeah, so that's what that's why he's doing it. And um, yeah, yeah, so. Basically, um, you know, like like I said, my YouTube video is, um, you know, re regardless of that little idiot in New York who thinks I'm a leftist communist, uh, you know, he don't know me at all. And but, um, you know, that we've been the silent majority for too long. You know, I mean, yep. uh, I mean, yeah, we read in the Bible, and Jesus says, "Turn the other cheek." But uh, how much of that are we really supposed to do? Come on. Well, and I mean, there's. He also confronted uh, wrongdoing. I mean, he also, 
you know, turned the tables over. And so, you know, a lot of times people try to, well, you know, you're supposed to be a pacifist, this or that. Well, no, we're supposed to also stand up for what is right, for truth and righteousness. Oh, yeah, and Jesus went into that church and saw that they were they were making profits, some of them gambling, I believe. Uh, yeah, that didn't go too well in Jesus' eyes. and. <laughs> The church yeah. was a the church was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that and that reminds me of something, man. We've been going through the, like the attacks are just crazy right now. Like um, a couple hours this morning, having to deal with uh, a church that they were doing a thing where they had two elected representatives, one that I'm not a fan of whatsoever, but stand before the church and they went down the ballot of who's a good Christian and who's not, and who's, you know, has a proper walk, walk with God and this, that, and the other thing. And then they tried saying that, or not they, one of them, uh, tried saying that, uh, like I'm pro prostitution, pro gambling, pro legalizing all drugs and this and that. And I'm like, it's just crazy, um, establishment supporters that are just, just throwing out crazy allegations out there. Okay, that's news to me. I mean, so they're they're saying basically that uh, uh, wow, you're pro prostitution. Well, and this was happen. So most churches, sense. a lot of churches, have five hundred one c three status, which means that there's you know the separation of church and state, and so there a church is not supposed to say this is the person you need to vote for or this or that, or anything like that. And a lot of organizations that have the 501c3, if they have a candidate uh, speaking, they have to have all the candidates speak that's in that race or going for that seat or whatever. And the, this church decided to bring uh, two different individuals up. One of them wasn't even a member of the church and be like, hey, you know, where's everybody's walk with God? And like, they don't even know most of the people that are running. But yeah, another thing that was alleged was, yeah, that I'm Pro prostitution. I want to bring that. I want to you know bring brothels to Idaho. That I want to um, legalize all drugs in Idaho. That I want to you know bring gambling, whether it's you know horse races or uh, you know that I just want to turn like Idaho into Vegas or something like that. And I'm like, I don't. I've never even said anything close to any of those things. See, isn't it funny how when you know they take you take Trump for example. And the Democrats knew absolutely nothing about him except for the fact that he's a big-time billionaire, which has been known since, what, the 70s, 80s? You know, I mean... and he, Well, they loved him. The, the Democrats, Republicans, everybody loved him up until the moment that he announced that he was yeah. going to run for office. And then all of a sudden, overnight, he became a racist and, you know, all these different things where... You know, twenty hours, twenty-four hours before, they all loved him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Immediately, we don't have they. They know nothing about you. They have no dirt on you. So, what, what's there left to do but to make something up? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best that these idiots can resort to. And, you know, everybody that knows me knows that, hey, that's 100% false. The You know, we've been doing door-to-door -door for 
months now and talking with people and getting out and reaching as many people as, you know, uh, humanly possible. And so, you know, the people that have spent more than three minutes with me know, hey, that is not who Mike Miller is. But, you know, there's a lot of what they're trying to capture, I think, is the, uh, you know, the lower information voters, the people that haven't done, you know, the research yet. And part of what I was fighting earlier today when this came out was supposedly this information was being started by one pastor and being sent to churches all over the valley of not only myself, but other candidates as well, liberty, freedom-loving candidates, the, you know, grassroots-type people that are a humongous threat to the rhino establishment and so you know they're passing all over the treasure valley hey these people are bad they're trying to do this or that or the other thing so you know i spent my whole morning you know fighting that and fielding phone calls and dealing with emails and it's just like you know like i don't know uh, politics here in idaho can be ugly oh politics anywhere can be ugly but well so so what are let me guess are 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 just just people out of nowhere there are they sending you harassing emails no so i i like to and maybe because because it comes from my uh uh law enforcement background but i like to have uh confidential informants kind of everywhere and so i had different people reaching out to me of hey this is uh just an fyi i just got this this is being shared and so you know before stuff starts to blow up i'm able to sometimes get information as it's just being released. And so I was able to kind of get on it right away. And, um, you know, we're going to have to check back this afternoon with some individuals to see if it's died off or, or if it's still kind of becoming a thing. Cause I mean, I wasn't the only candidate being attacked. There was probably eight of us total that, I mean, they're just, they're coming after because we are a massive threat to the establishment to, you know, to the little, um, to Bedke, to a lot of those individuals that they they want the power, they need the power, they want the control, and you know, for us freedom loving individuals, we're like, you know, we don't we don't want the power. We just want Idaho. We believe Idaho's awesome, but that it can do better. That we can do better, and we need to do better. And they don't want it. I mean, you look at Governor Little; he ran on repealing the grocery tax. Well, that hasn't happened, and he hasn't pushed for that to happen. Now, and yeah, we're, there's a lot of uh, broken promises, especially from people like him. But have you had uh, people approach you and and tell you stuff stuff like, "Hey, you're the right man for the job. You're going to get my vote," or they ask you questions, "How are you going to change this?" or "What are you going to do about that?" Are you getting those questions? Uh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We get it. I mean, we get all sorts of questions from crazy weird. I mean, I could tell you some stories. There's been some crazy weird stuff, but but a hundred percent. Where there's people that have known my candidate, that have known my opponents for twenty years, fifty years, that are like, hey, I am voting for you. That after talking with you or have having known you for the last you know month or two or six months, that there's no way I'm voting for these other two people that I call friends and that that I've known for 20, 50 years, I'm voting for you. And hey, I'm going to donate. I'm donating to your campaign. Put your campaign sign in my yard. Like you, 
we do not need these two other individuals. You're the person that we need. And, you know, also asking, you know, Hey, what is your vision? What are you, um, you know, then that's part of, I think why they're trusting me. Cause I'm like, this is my, this is what I want to do. And these are, you know, the things that I want to do. And I think it resonates well with those people that love, um, Idaho that are conservative Republicans in Idaho, um, that want to see, uh, our state do better, believe that we can do better and understand that, you know, Idaho is home for us. And there's a reason why we call it home. There's not, you know, there's a reason that we're not moving to New York or California or things like that, that we love, you know, being outside, uh, enjoying the wilderness, um, you know, that it's an amazing place to raise a family, raise grandchildren. And, you know, yeah, I think people are super resonating with my message and what I hope to bring to the state of Idaho. You know, during this time too, and the, uh, you know, all this talk about abortion that, what is it? Roe versus Wade. I don't, I don't remember the names on that. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was over on my good buddy, uh, Charles Richardson on the Charles Richardson show where, uh, I, yeah, you've been on, uh, Philip D. Blackman's show before. And yep. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, he basically put in uh, his thoughts on abortion and whatnot, where um, I've had uh, another lady um, whose name I, I'm just not going to mention. Um, I love her to death, but you, uh, um, I love that uh, she's pro-Second Amendment, no doubt, but uh, it's, it's really tough to have a conversation with her because... Um, you know, she she's basic. She's hot headed when it comes to a topic that she believes in. Just recently quit the Charles Richardson show and told Philip that he needed to uh, in, invest less in the Bible and more in the science books. Mm. You know, and and it came on the the subject of abortion and um, mm. but you know I want we. I'm not afraid to go into these waters with you, but uh, I want to hear your reaction on something, Mike. All right. There's this one lady. She she publicly said, "I I can't afford birth control. I don't like condoms, and I can't live without sex. Thank God there's Planned Parenthood." Yeah, it's, I mean, we unfortunately live in a sinful, fallen world. And this side of heaven, we're unfortunately going to have these issues and individuals that are like this. And, you know, really, because of my belief system and things of that nature, it's, you know, I think what she truly needs is Christ, um, that she needs to. That and a hysterectomy. Yeah, but it's, for me, it's, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but I 100% believe that, um, that women have rights, but I also believe that the unborn child has rights, that it's just as human as you, me, as her. And for, for me and my personal beliefs is that it's, you know, that, that you're, you're killing a human being and that I believe that that's 
that's wrong. I believe that we're going to have to stand before God and answer for that. And I know women that have had abortions that, you know, years ago that still struggle with it today. And so I think, um, I mean, it just, it saddens me greatly. And it's, and there's a lot of examples of that in, in our culture, in our world of where people want that instant satisfaction and gratification. And, you know, like with sex and things like that, where it doesn't matter, you know, who I hurt, the consequences or anything like that is it's about me and it's about what I want, my wants and desires. And I think that's, I mean, it's just, it speaks volumes of the problems that we have in this world and in this country. And yeah, just to hear that, I mean, you know, back when I was going to school, I mean, that's, that's when it seemed like, you know, back in the fifties, it was like, um, you know, you're too young to have sex and you shouldn't do it uh, till you're married. The, you know, the, the, the long traditional one that we all cling to, but, uh, you know, mm. but then again, kids are going to be kids. I mean, still, even in the fifties, mm. we had teenagers who were, who were uh, so anxious to lose their virginity. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think- that's been a- around for a long time. And, and it's always, you know, it's always been around. It's always going to be around. But I think, and I think you and I have talked about this before, we're in a culture war. And you look at back in the 50s where, you know, you know, definitely there's maybe things that needed to be changed. But the culture then was, hey, you need to wait for marriage. And not everybody was. But I think that generally speaking, we we're better off as a culture with, you know, that it was frowned upon to have a kid in high school. I mean, did it still happen sometimes? Yes. Did Were people still fooling around doing stuff? Yes. But we had way less, I believe, teen pregnancies and things like that and all the issues and things that come along with that and that, you know, saving yourself for marriage um, was a much bigger deal um, back then. You know, it didn't always happen, but, you know, that there's sometimes change needs to happen, but there's also things that, you know, traditional values, traditional way of life, a lot of times is a better way. And and I mean, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, nobody's perfect. I mean, yeah, I'll admit I lost my virginity as a teenager, um, you know, before, before I, I should have, you know, nobody's mm. perfect in that manner, nope. but at least nope. in the nineties, I mean, the school systems were, were like, you know, teen pregnancy is becoming a problem. We're not going to, they hear the conversations, how these kids are always talking about, Oh yeah, it's, I'm going to get laid this week. And you know, at least back in the nineties, they're like, okay, if that's what you're going to do, here's a condom. Don't make any yeah. kids. You know, at least they yeah. had, they had the decency to, to do that. Now it's like, that's even going out the window. Well, I don't even know what they do. I mean, 100%, I don't know what they do now other than promote, hey, you can be non-binary and you can, you know, if you want to oh, if you want to say that you're a goat or a pony or, you know, that that there's unlimited, you know, sex sexes that you can be or this or that. It's just like they are and I see it as it's a form of pedophilia where you're talking to kids now of, hey, you can do all these, you know, weird at least in my mind, weird things where I'm like, you shouldn't, I mean, we, uh, 
thankfully we were blessed enough to be able to homeschool our three boys, but like you shouldn't be having these weird sexualized conversations with, you know, uh, with preteens and with teenagers. Like that's like, in what world is that acceptable to be doing that? You know, it, it just blew my mind. The story I mentioned on my YouTube video, that uh, little girl up in Northeast Ohio. I mean, teachers are supposed to teach reading, writing, mathematics, science, history, you know, uh, not this critical race garbage. And certainly this girl in Ohio who, uh, she was nine years old and she killed her first deer and her, mm. you know, hunting is rich in her family history. It's a tradition. And she goes to school to have a teacher and principal tell her that she needs to be ashamed of herself. And she's a murderer for that killing Bambi and, and just sent her home shamed. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's not the teacher's place. The teacher, sorry, the, it, anybody who's anybody knows you go into a workplace, you're going to be dealing with people with different values of different cultures you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into up to a vegan and and tell them how stupid they are and how they should be ashamed of themselves for not eating meat. Yeah. I res I respect their choice. There's the, yeah. it's it's gone. It feels like yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people on the left they do not respect your choice. They think that you know when they want when they want your opinion, they'll give it to you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how? Yeah, it's it's have an open mind and think how I think. Like it's and and a lot of those people like with that, it's probably the same type of people that when you try to have a conversation with them about you know hey where do you think beef comes from that you buy from the store, they're like I don't know it comes from the store like well where does the store get it from the back, like you know they don't understand how really how life works. <laughs> they don't. They absolutely don't. It's pathetic. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, I just had no words how how somebody needs. Can, te teachers have no right to tell somebody that they should be ashamed of themselves or something that's deep in a family in in a family tradition. I mean, unless of course pedophilia is in the tradition and the teacher says you need to be ashamed of that bull. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can, <laughs> I can stand by that, but. Well, and that's why, again, it just, I think for me and, you know, I've, it's, I feel like it's another example of how we're in a culture war of where, you know, and the school system is really the best place to start that culture war of changing, you know, the minds of kids on, Oh, that, you know, hunting's evil, killing an animal, you know, harvesting it and utilizing all of, all of, you know, all that it has to offer is evil and horrible to where, you know, they're, the left is just trying to get us to rely on government, move us to a, a socialist system where the, the, the rich and powerful only become more rich and powerful and we end up becoming slaves. Exactly. And guess what? When, when you're harvesting, it doesn't matter if it's an animal or, you you grew up you grew a field of corn yeah you you planted that seed you watched it grow it was alive then then the seasons turn you pull you 
you pull the ears of corn off and the plant dies. That that was a life too, no different than that damn deer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean there there's there's some irresponsible hunters and stuff like that, I can admit that, but most hunters are extremely responsible that they take the time to learn how to you know harvest the animal quickly that they don't let it go to waste that it's you know because for us and our family that's how we get most of our meat is through hunting deer and elk and so that you know we see it as a gift from god and it sustains us for an entire year maybe a little bit longer that's that's where we get most of our meat from you know we we do do uh beef as well and the occasional bison uh meat a little bit but most of it's deer and elk yeah and and keep in mind too that uh what you know when my my idea of, of real hunting is, is all about uh hunting for food just as my indigenous ancestors and other and european ancestors did you know i mean if you're just killing an animal just so you can you can cut its head off and go ha go have it stuffed and put it up on your wall and you you leave the body to rot you know no that that doesn't fly with me and i it, to me that is somewhat a form of murder but uh, you yeah. use the animal properly you know it's yeah. basically you know that that animal gave his life so you can survive yeah yep but, uh, damn, we are just about out of time. Uh, so May 17th. Yes. Yes, sir. This, this coming Tuesday, I mean, if you live in Idaho, if you have the primaries coming up, get out and vote. Take take the time, research who the candidates are, find your picks, whoever those are, and get out and vote for them. And I, I meant to ask you, uh, aside from the office, uh, you're – you're running for is there there anybody in particular you're recommending as well so there's i mean there's a couple of races that i'm struggling with a lot on you know because i i did early voting and that i was you know him and hawing about but there are a couple like dorothy moon i know personally um i super like dorothy moon voted for her i would encourage people to check her out i mean she's a i love her and her husband both minors um i like them uh I Priscilla Gettings, uh, I I like a lot. Uh, a lot of people for superintendent of schools. I tell them that if you like school choice, that if you are a fan of uh, the money following the student, not just all the money going to uh, some organization, then vote for Brandon Durst. If you're not a fan of school choice, then he is not your guy. Um, those the, uh, those would probably be my my statewide uh, for Idaho, my top picks. All right. And uh, once again, if uh, somebody wants to donate to your campaign, you know, I mean, obviously this isn't going to be the last time we hear from you, but, uh, you know, next time we hear from you, it's because uh, you're going to the next round. Um, and you're up to the general. Yeah, so your, your camp, we want to know that your campaign continues from here. This is not the end of the line. And so people want to help you out, where can they go? Millerforidaho.com. Uh, you can find all my social media stuff there and reach out to me there. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, Mike, uh, good luck to you this uh, this coming Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, we'll be keeping in touch. I appreciate it, man. All right. Take it easy. And there you have the conversation with Mike Miller. Now, 
As you know, as we stated many times, the uh, preliminaries are coming up uh, this Tuesday, the 17th of May. So if you are not registered to vote, please make sure you go get yourself registered. All right, it's time to go to the next music set. Coming up, uh, we have Violet Orlandi. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, yes, she does a cover of a song by Ghost with Jonathan Young. Be followed by High Caliber, The Steel Woods, Systematic, and Melissa Lee Zinker. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
anxiety, depression, trauma. Don't depend on pills. Find a permanent solution, a transorbital solution, in just 20 minutes. Originally pushed underground as an alternative therapy, the lobotomy is a safe, fast procedure that snips a couple of troublesome nerve endings in your brain. Afterwards, you'll be completely brain dead, like everyone else in the state. Perfect for consuming our culture-free lifestyle. Just as there's a permanent surgical solution for solving that hunger in your stomach, there's a surgical solution that solves the anxiety and hunger for answers in your brain. The San Andreas Lobotomy. You're... me, right? This is your house? Sure is. I'm missing this. It's not problems. Good, you got me. So I heard. Can I come in? Uh, yeah. You must be Jules. You make you Vincent. Let's get down to brass tacks, Jimmy. If I was informed correctly, the clock is ticking. Is that right, Jimmy? Uh, what's that? Wife. Bonnie comes home at 9.30 a.m., is that correct? Uh-huh. I was led to believe if she comes home and finds us here, she wouldn't appreciate none too much. Because <laughs> 40 minutes to get the fuck out of Dodge. Which, if you do what I say, when I say it, should be plenty. Now, you got a corpse in a car, minus a head in a garage. Take me Hmm. I got to clean up behind these niggas. Shit, these weak ass niggas. They got these niggas sleeping on the west, man. Don't sleep on the west coast, homie. We do this. I do this, nigga. HK. In your motherfucking face hmm. What it is Back from where I never been I ain't left You niggas know I got to represent Here to save the West Yeah nigga I'm stepping in One of the best HK they recommend Founded in Pomona Yeah I know the best of men Trained in Los Angeles Nigga I'm a veteran Currently kicking ass in the IE Don't try me I get to poking like a motherfucking IV Me and my team so cold like an ice cream Ice pick in your neck Water quad screaming Cold niggas in Wallabies Taylor's at Nike Put aroma for when they pull me over I'll get ghosts like I was 19 Have you ever seen a slug travel life speed? You niggas better do the right thing No Spike Lee I got to make moves No room for your pipe dreams I can't lose Who gives a fuck if you don't like me? Boys get to work Please would be nice Come again? I said a please would be nice Get it straight, Buster I'm not here to say please I'm here to tell you what to do if self-preservation is an instant you possess, you better fucking do it and do it quick. I'm here to help. If my help's not appreciated, lots of luck, gentlemen. Bad bitch, wanna share my phone. Who would have thought that the nigga from the group home would get his own? I'm where it's at, I'm in the zone. I went from not having shit to choosing any bitch I want. I'm in the streets. Doing what you niggas don't I come through to smoke a blunt And then I'm gone I fuck with few homies Cause most niggas phony Met me one time Now they claim to know me This buddy boy NT Nigga, I'm HK I should fuck with them But I'd never do what they say I vacate a play date Don't need a bitch to have a great day Don't bother me Only came to watch the Lakers play I'm about my business Shit, I put the rest away You still on that bullshit Reliving yesterday I'm grown, sitting on chrome Gone in my Chevrolet Real hustlers never hesitate Hey, hey, watch a nigga celebrate. Oh, no, no, Mr. Wolf, it ain't like that. You send in the wood? You feel better, motherfucker? She had me, bro. That's all you had to say. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. 
Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee.
cannot swallow what you've seen See me there before you And if I heal in time Time Try not to Dead too much, too much. Surrounded by tubes and things. Some machine knows me
Left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org X point at night, real country dark. You look up at the sky and see everything you've been missing living in the city. You had no idea there were so many stars. No city lights, no traffic noise. You can actually hear your thoughts because you can actually think without distraction. When morning comes, the light breaks over a surreal nine square miles of unobstructed vista. And you think to yourself, this is a good place. It's quiet, it's safe, and it's beautiful. 600 steel-reinforced concrete bunkers sit on X-Point. They're 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, and have 12 and a half foot high ceilings. The price is $45,000, which is very cheap for what you get and where you get it. In times of natural or national emergency, this is the place you want to be. It's a community, not a commune, and the people there are like-minded. Send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com and let us connect you with X-Point. X marks your spot. That's the point. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboy and alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce that Outlaw Radio officially has affiliation with We The People Holsters. If you own a handgun, then you know you need the perfect holster to go with it. We The People Holsters are made right here in the USA by gun nerds who are not afraid to support our Second Amendment. Whether you want Kydex or leather, We The People Holsters has just what you need. We The People Holsters is the preferred option of professionals throughout the law enforcement industry, as well as those serving in the branches of the armed forces. Simply go to www.outlawradioabs.com, go to the store section, and click on the We The People Holsters banner to select the holster that's perfect for you. Don't wait. Get your holster from We The People Holsters today. 
As a member of law enforcement, Michael Miller fights for the individual freedom and liberty of the people of Idaho, the freedom of choice. He will continue to do so as a member of Idaho's legislature. He is fighting for local businesses to get their business licenses back. He also fights for individuals' right to medical freedom. I'm Mike Miller. People should be able to choose what they inject or ingest into their bodies, not their government, their school, or their employer. We must work together to bring back liberty and freedom in Idaho. We need to stop government mandates. We must stop federal government overreach that directly affects our lives here in Idaho. And as Idaho grows, we must encourage responsible growth and promote new and existing businesses. I'm running because I believe that freedom and liberty are fundamental to our culture and are worth fighting for. Vote Michael Miller for Idaho Legislator and make waves. Join him on social media or visit MillerForIdaho.com. From the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! Asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Melissa Lee Zinker with You Made Me This Way. Before that, Systematic with Bed Sores. Before that, Steel Woods with one of my favorite songs I recently heard, Straw in the Wind. Before that, High Caliber with Mr. Wolf. And starting off the whole set, a cover of uh, Ghost Square Hammer performed by Violet Orlandi and Jonathan Young. Now, I got to tell you, I've been uh, going through YouTube and seeing these cover artists, and some of them are actually better than the originals, I must say. All right, moving on, it is time for The Steve Solution with the icon, Stephen James. I don't care who you're voting for, Democrat or Republican, you need to be able to prove who you are. Because what's to stop tons and tons of individuals for whatever party, for whatever office, of registering repeatedly and sending different people into polling stations or the same person into polling stations over and over and over again using different voter registration cards when they've obviously voted fraudulently several times over. This is The Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? And by the way, uh, out of everything in that last place that Melissa... Uh, Lee Zinker, is it, was that her name? Yes. I love that song. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Can I have that blues riff to it. Sounds great. No, she's got a great voice. I I'm, I, I see big things in her future if the fucking you know, powers of evil let her go through. But no, she's great. Anyway, so, Billy, we let her, I'd let you pick the subject this week. <laughs> and it's one we are... We're a bit split on, I will admit. A little bit split. Um, but And it's very controversial. It is. And I realize with, you know, our audience that, uh, you know, I'm going to find some disfavor in this one, I think. with uh, Oh, I'm definitely with, him. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe we're not that far off. So, okay. Uh, now, we're going to be talking this week 
uh, obviously it's big in the news. Uh, the Supreme Court is quite possibly going to be reversing Roe v. Wade. So abortion is a very hot top or hot topic subject right now. What's your thoughts? Well, for one, uh, my thoughts on abortion, um, first off, now you take a woman who's got some health conditions and she cannot uh, properly have a pregnancy because it's going to endanger her life. Uh, you know, that then I'm going to say an abortion is necessary, and especially as long as you get it in the early stages. But, Agreed. But here's one that really has me cooking on the front burner. I mentioned this a little bit earlier with Mike Miller. And I'm going to mention it again. I, I mean, I got his reaction. I'll get yours. So there, there's this young lady, and I'm going to quote her once again. I cannot afford birth control. I do uh, not. That's free. So I do okay. not. I do not like condoms. Fuck and, you. And I cannot. No live. one does. Okay, <laughs> let me finish. Sorry. And I cannot live without sex. Thank God for Planned Parenthood. No, see, that's actually, that is my biggest issue right there. That is why there's an abortion problem in this country is that people, including an ex of mine, uh, who I won't mention by name, no, you don't know her, it was... You know, this shit fuck 20 years ago. There was a point in time where uh, a young lady I was uh, cohabitating with got pregnant. I actually was kind of happy. She wasn't going to, you know, deal with that. She decided without, you know, well, my input was, you know, argued, but ultimately, you know, fuck off. Which, by the way, in most situations, the father's opinion should, you, know, you should have to have, have to be able to sign off on it as a father. That being said, she made the decision. You know, I sat there at the fucking place and held her hand, all that shit. You know, did what I had to do. I'm, you know, I'm a man. I didn't like it. Obviously, the relationship failed, but that's neither here nor there. Come to find out, she'd already been scraped for other times. This was her fifth abortion. See, that's where I'm really having a serious problem with because, I mean, you say birth control is free. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, like, like generic stuff that's, uh, it, I don't know how well it works, but it's not that great. Whereas the really good birth control is expensive and obviously getting a hysterectamine hell i wouldn't mind my tax dollars i'd probably be paying less tax dollars if a woman who wants to be a fucking whore all all the all the power to her she loves sex but you know i think i'd probably be spending less for her to have a hysterectomy one time than to have multiple abortions because abortion is not a form of birth control in fact abortion in that manner to me is fucking murder yeah, I, you know, I when it comes to abortion being the, a form of birth control, it's not a form of birth control. It's just simply not. 
uh, you know, first off, you want to ask my opinion about birth control or uh, abortion? My first opinion is I'm really, really, really fucking glad my mother didn't have one. Because I, you know, kind of enjoy, you know, my life. So very thankful for that. That being said, uh, specifically about my mother, she had to have a pregnancy terminated because it was threatening her life. And it wasn't done at, you know, a fucking clinic or anything like that. It was done at a major hospital because they said, you will die if you try to, you know, continue this pregnancy. That form of abortion, I don't even consider that abortion. I consider that saving the life of a mother. Yes, yes. Yeah, and per- perfectly fine. And you're getting it in the early stages, too. To where, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't quite, you know, it's the sperm meets the egg, but there's no heartbeat yet. Right. And, and I know a lot of our listeners are, you know, very religious people that believe life begins at conception. I will not argue that. It's not my place to argue that. I'm, I, I, no, I, I can't argue. That is your belief, and you are more than welcome to it, and I salute you for it. My personal belief, for me, if things start to develop, Mm -hmm. then you get a life. When it's self-forming, I don't consider that a life, and I know people are going to disagree with me, and that's fine. I got, you know, I've got nothing but respect for your beliefs. But for me, it's when, you know, certain aspects, you know, when you start developing arms and legs and fingers and toes and, you know, that kind of shit. Able to that, su- to me. Able to suck the thumb, Yeah. Right. That being said, that's, you know, where, you know, my biggest issue with abortion comes in is partial birth is an absolute fucking 100% fucking no. Um, I mean, yeah, like these late term, like, like that, that fucking asshole, Andrew Cuomo pretty much said you can have an abortion while while you're in labor or after your water breaks. There was actually, you know, fucked up, but uh, in Hollywood eyes, but very relevant. There was an episode of Law and Order SVU where they had to prove that the baby took a breath. You know, I think it was like a, you know, strange guy that killed an ex or some shit like that because she got pregnant. But because the baby had taken a breath, they were able to charge him with murder. And I'm like, no, it's before that. But, I mean, I and I get both sides of the argument. I get, you know, the woman thing, you know, my body, my choice, to an extent, I think, when there is a father in the picture, 
I think the father should have a little bit of say so uh, instead of, I mean, in my case right now, instead of being a father of, of three, I'd like to be a father of four, but you know, I was not given that choice because the law doesn't allow me that choice. Now, how about this? I mean, there, there's talks of abortion being legal after birth. What the fuck does that mean? Well, to be fair, um, I think uh, abortion should actually uh, definitely be legal after birth. Um, mainly not from uh, birth, but from uh, 13 years old to 17 and 364 days. Because you can pretty much tell, you know, from that point whether the person is going to be a total dickhead in life. And yes, you, you should have extreme late term abortion rights at that point. <laughs> um. And I, I mean, let's face it. We all know those people that are just like, wow, you raised that motherfucker. Uh, now, he needs to be late-term aborted. I know he's 16 and a half years old, but he's a fucking prick. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and late-term abort him or her. So, so, so what does that mean? You can shoot him? Why <laughs> don't get well, no, you got to keep it humane. you got to take him down to the clinic and he gets put under. And, you know, then they, you know, once he's nice and asleep, you stick a fucking shiv up his nose. Oh, so what? Are we talking about uh, euthanizing? <laughs> I don't fucking get this shit. What I'm saying is sometimes in life you can tell most of the time when somebody's you know, around 15 years old, that they're just going to be a total fucking prick. You can't do anything about it. Up until, uh, let's say, age 21, actually. Because you want to see how they handle their liquor. <laughs> oh, come on. You, you haven't seen a 21-year-old at a bar acting like a total dick? <laughs> Fuck, I, that was me. Well, you probably should have been late-term aborted. <laughs> God. And before you start uh, you know, sending the hate mail, I'm trying to keep this part light. I'm joking. But no, when it comes down to it, um, I, I do know a lot of our listeners um, are very, very passionate about this subject, and I'm not making light of it. Well, I am, but for you know, humor reasons. I'm not dismissing your beliefs. I do believe in certain situations that it is necessary, particularly in cases of rape and incest, which I don't even know why they have to call it rape and incest. It's rape either way. In those cases, first off, parent of that child 99.9% of the time is not going to want that child and if that parent does they're fucked in the head anyway so it's 
you know, that human being that comes out of that type of thing is going to be just totally fucked. Okay, you know, you say put it up for adoption. You also have the developmental problems that come into place with incest. Uh, in the case of just rape, well, yeah, and uh, I, I feel for the mother on that. Uh, you know, you had something horrible happen to you. You were completely violated in one of the worst possible ways. And now you're forced to carry this child to term, even if you're going to give it away. I mean, that's nine months out of your life. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really okay with the, you know, the rape and incest portion of terminating a pregnancy again in a timely manner there we go because i you're about to get an argument out of me i mean in the early stages yes especially in a rape case incest cases um the proof is in the pudding i've seen inbred animals and and they didn't look right like inbred dogs have a have a tendency to uh be vicious and you know tur turn on you. Where oh boy, I live in Arkansas. I see inbred people. Yeah, and I'm not fucking kidding. Some of my customers, there's <laughs> no question in my mind. Now, in the case of rape, that's a you know um as long as it's in the er early stages, because um st still I mean. If a woman's raped, and there are times, it's not very often, but there are times, woman doesn't even know she's pregnant, how that is beyond beyond me, that she's not not realizing she's not having a period for a few months. But uh, some of them don't even know that they're pregnant until the third trimester comes around. You know, this is, you know, you bring up an interesting point. Uh, you know, if you are a rape victim, I think... Personally, if you are going to claim rape and they're going to run the rape kit and all that stuff and, you know, do what they do in the hospital, I think one of the mandatory procedures, as soon as you say rape, in addition to the swabs and the test, you should be required to take uh, the plan B pill. I mean, unless, you know, for some health reason, uh, I don't know there's a certain percentage of the population that can't, it's a relatively small number, but as soon as you say, I've been raped, sure, put my, you know, legs up in the stirrups and you guys do your tests. While you're doing those tests, you're going to swallow this pill just in case you might have gotten pregnant. That's a good point. A good point right there. You know, my, you know, getting back to, to a woman that wants to be an absolute whore and doesn't want to have protected sex and they end up pregnant that way. I, yep. say, I say, okay, for one, that the adoption part, if, if you don't want a child, there is the adoption part. But if, uh, you're, if you're woman enough to open your fucking legs... You're going to be woman enough to carry a child and give birth to it. 
You're going to deal with the consequences of your actions. And no, you're not going to abort it. That's bullshit. Well, this is where the fine line for me comes in. And it kind of goes back to, you know, the brief story I told about my ex. When it comes to using abortion as a form of birth control, which I do not agree with in any way, shape, or form. One time, this is, you know, I think, you know, you should be put on some kind of list. One time, you know what? Everybody, you know, makes mistakes. Sometimes shit happens. I get that. Two times. Damn, I fucked up. Yeah, I know I should have known better, but here I am again. Okay, I can even accept that. Third time, no. Deal with the consequences. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I'm sorry, you got two choices. Either way, you're, you're having this kid, unless you were raped or some shit like that. But... No, you've already done in, in the past five years. You've already been here twice and you're here again. Fuck you. You got two choices. Race it or give it up. And I don't really see that as unreasonable. And yeah, I know here we are, you know, two straight white men talking about you know women's rights. But you know what? But we're also talking we're talking about the rights of a baby too. I mean, that is a life from where I stand, and that baby does have a right to life. And it does. And you know what? I don't care what product that baby is from, there I guarantee there is someone out there dying. Dying to adopt a baby. Oh, there are a lot of couples out there who, they're these poor women who want children so bad and cannot have them for some reason or another. There is a waiting list in certain cities or states for crack babies. And that's supposed to be the, you know, the least one you want, you know, the most fucked up kid. There's a waiting list for that. And, you know, thank God they're, they're caring people that are willing to step up and take that and, kind of responsibility. Oh, God bless those people. I, I can't imagine being one, but if I was wearing a hat, I would take it off right now to them. They're, they're amazing people. But then you have those people that are picking abortion for completely unorthodox reasons from what we've discussed. You have the people that are having abortions because they've run genetic testing, namely uh, for Down syndrome. They run a test. It looks like there's a good probability your kid's going to have Down syndrome. Scrape. No, that's bullshit. No, that's so wrong because, first off, 
the test is not 100% accurate. Yes, they have the gene for Down syndrome. That doesn't mean they're going to have Down syndrome. And you know what? Even if they do, have you ever met somebody with Down syndrome, Billy? Oh, many kids with Down syndrome. and uh, or kids, I, I've, met, I've met tons of kids and adults. Yeah, they are, you know, I hate to use the left term of special needs. They do have some special needs, yes. Oh, no, there's no right or left or wrong term on that. The special needs is special needs. Yeah. Well, I, I'd say special needs because, you know, the left said we have to call it special needs, not <laughs> handicapped or retarded or whatever. But um, actually, I, I'm good with the term special needs. I actually was in a gas station uh, yesterday uh, with my 17-year-old son, and there was uh, a father who was taking his uh, young, or not young, actually, he had a beer almost as good as yours, but hmm. he, he was taking his son to the bathroom, and dude was just so happy. It's one thing I like about people with Down syndrome. They are just Dude, they are the happiest fucking people. They act Why don't you want to fuck with somebody with, like that? I wish I could be that happy. I mean, yeah. To, I mean, you take somebody like that. They, to them, it's like every day is Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. He was just thrilled to be in a gas station. Love that kid. Yes. Oh, I God. said and talk, I, we talked for like three or four minutes. He was awesome. Yes. You know what? You want to abort a kid just because... He has the potential to have Down syndrome? No. Fuck you. What kind of parent are you? Yes. Hey, I got to cut you off. We are running out of time, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. No, but you made a very good point there. <laughs> I'd, I mean, and, and a very interesting point. And I hate to cut you off, but unfortunately. Well, let's do, let's do part two next week, then. And sure. Sure, if we want to. All right. So on tap for next week, other than that. Um, we, um, you know, it's all yet to be determined. Anyway, I'm going to end the show with Dan Potlansky's cover of the timeless classic, Hallelujah. Thank you very, thank you very much for tuning into Outlaw Radio, and we'll be back next week. Peace out. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. Go. Oh.
like this For the fifth minor fall And the major lift Therefore can't compose it Hallelujah Hallelujah
business or perhaps you're in a band or maybe you run a radio show or podcast whatever you do you want to market your brand with custom made apparel look no further than fresh baked tees t-shirts hoodies tank tops caps beanies koozies banners and even masks you can get them all custom made from fresh baked tees prices are reasonable and negotiable Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Get Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including the new Eden nutritional support system. Check out We the People holsters, made in America by gun nerds who are not afraid to support and stand up for their Second Amendment rights. Click on the We the People holsters banner in the Outlaw Radio store. Get the best night sleep in the whole wide world and more with Mike Lindell's My Pillow pillows and other products. Click on the My Pillow banner in the Outlaw Radio store, use promo code OUTLAW and save up to 66%. Visit My Patriot Supply and purchase buckets of food with a 25-year shelf life. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Take the whole family and enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Artists performing include Colby Cooper, Lainey Wilson, Ellie Mae Mellencamp, Cliff Miller, Austin English, The Steel Woods, Shane Smith and the Saints, Sam Riggs, and more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2022 include Bud 
Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, Snake River Pool and Spa, and 95.7 KEZJ is Southern Idaho's new country. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. That's Highway 30 Music Fest 2022, June 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Sound!